What's up, everybody? I'm Mike Pazabon, and you are listening to part two, technically, of episode 15 of VGM Generations. With me, as always, is Aaron Blauchuk oh. and Jordan Belinsky. Howdy. <laughs> I miss the... I, won't, I, I was so sad when you did like the Zelda noise uh. and then you didn't do that the whole time. I was like, <laughs> I wanted all the noises. Yeah, that was so good. But anyway, this series of episodes, uh, we are... T- tangents right off the top. Yeah. We're talking about music that has evolved. Um, so songs that have evolved over time, themes that have evolved over time, uh, gone through the generations with us and uh, that's what we're talking about. And it's Jordan's turn to go it's first. Just like the name of our podcast. It is. It's, How about that? It's maybe the most topical topic we've ever done. Wow. Okay. Well, my next pick for this week, I want to start with a little backstory. The first time uh, I had ever come across this game was at the end of a Donkey Kong Country promotional tape. Do you guys know about this like Super. Oh, you, I think you've talked about this before. Like that, I think when they so, used yeah. to mail out VHSs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure I've talked about, I may have even mentioned this exact story before, but uh, it's related to this topic. So you sent away for this tape. I got, I got the Donkey Kong Country promotional tape. And for those that remember, um, it was like a making of a behind the scenes of the original Donkey Kong Country, uh, the mid early 90s, um, 16 bit classic that everybody knows and loves. So it was like in the rare studios and stuff. It was in the rare studios in the Nintendo, uh, Nintendo, uh, you know what? I remember it being in Washington, uh, I guess the Redmond Washington office. So I know that's not where rare's office is. So I don't UK based. Yeah. I, and, uh, you know, I wish I could remember, but I remember all the people (laughs) in the video, like, uh, maybe it was after they had brought it to Nintendo and were Playing yeah. around in their studios or something. I, w- I was so young when I watched it. I'm probably blurring all the details. But anyways, they probably were on uh, YouTube. So we'll, we'll all check it out. It, <laughs> it, you know, it probably is. Sorry. One question before you go is, do you still have it? Uh, I do. It's at my parents' place, though. Oh. Uh, but my parents still have it. And I'm sure it runs next, fine. On your next trip, you got to bring it home. I'll I gotta, just, I'll just, I, I just want to see it. Yeah. Anybody have it. a working VHS player? Anyone? I do. I do. do? Okay. Well, I, have right. access, yeah. I have access to it. I, I, <laughs> I need one in order to run my ColecoVision. So oh, that's right. Yeah. So anyways, um, at the end of this Donkey Kong Country promotional tape, the, uh, the interviewer journalist guy, uh, he, he's, you know, kind of post credits, he's like walking down the, the Nintendo hallways and he's like, huh, I wonder what's behind this door. And there's a door that says like top, top secret, secret, do not <laughs> enter. And he, he opens it up just a crack and the cameraman is trying to focus his camera as the entire Nintendo rare team is, is like huddled around this TV and they're all like, yeah, yeah, go get him, fight, fight. <laughs> and you're trying to like, the camera's trying to focus in on what they're all looking at. And it's like an upcoming Nintendo rare game that nobody knows about. And they're like, no, you're not supposed to be in here. And they close the door and you get a glimpse and eventually it's announced that game was Killer Instinct. So (laughs) very cool. That was my first introduction to to Killer Instinct. (laughs) That is like, that's such a, that's such a, like a a fan service sort of thing, right? Because like how many people order that VHS in the world? Maybe like, maybe... 500 I would guess on like the Not high a lot. end. Well, that's a great way to actually because you didn't really have a lot of venues to demo or preview or tease a new game. That's the right? thing. That's so, what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. So like that's like such a fan service teaser. <laughs> Anyone that's hardcore enough to watch uh, a Donkey Kong Country making of video. Especially like the credits where <laughs> yeah, there's the, like a yeah. post credit sequence. Or yeah. they, they deserve. The original post credit yeah. scene. <laughs> they deserve to know about this. Very cool. Um, so anyways, Killer Instinct, um, what a game for me, it started at the very, very beginning back on Super Nintendo and, um, man, like I played every single fighting game I think that ever came out in that era. (laughs) So for me, this was like a no brainer. I was going to play Killer Instinct, like I played anything else, but, uh, um, great, great series. It, it caught on unlike most of the games that I played. Cause I think back in the day, I wasn't just playing street fighter and mortal Kombat. You know, I was playing like the weird ones like clay fighter, primal rage, world heroes. You mean the best ones, eternal <laughs> champions, eternal champions on Sega, um, <laughs> tournament fighter for Ninja turtles on super Nintendo. I played, uh, even the power ranger fighting games. I played every fighting game. So killer instinct was a no brainer. Uh, fortunately for Killer Instinct, unlike most of those titles, Killer Instinct caught on and continued. It actually brought something new to the table that the other fighting games didn't. And I think they really like, um, sort of carved out their area in the fighting game market with the crazy combo system that they, uh, they, they sort of perfected. I wouldn't say invented it because we all know Street Fighter invented combos. (laughs) 
Um, accidentally. Accidentally, yes. Uh, go back to our, uh, what, <laughs> what month was that? I can't remember, but we have <laughs> talked about it. Yeah. Um, anyways, so the soundtrack for the first Killer Instinct was so good that they released the soundtrack in the form of, for those that remember, it was called the Killer Cuts soundtrack. Oh, with two Ks? With, uh, no. Oh, <laughs> really? They didn't, they, I can't believe. Yeah. yeah. I, right I, that was, that was probably more Mortal Kombat's thing. So Classic they, Killer Cuts. <laughs> <laughs> it writes <No>. itself. <laughs> and they could just shorten it to, no, yeah. I won't say. Um, so it was Killer Cuts. They released the original soundtrack that in that form because it was just so good. Um, the series continued on through the N64 and the arcade. There was a version on the Game Boy. And then that brings us to the modern day platform where we have the newest version of Killer Instinct, which um, not developed by Rare. It's actually developed by Double Helix. And it came out on Xbox One and PC for Windows 10. What year was that? 2013 is when that one launched. And it's still it was, going. They're releasing seasons. Yeah, and it was the one, the first season was free on Xbox. Um, well, well, you got like, if I you think, had like a yeah. live su subscription, yeah, was, yeah, if you had an Xbox live, it was free, yeah. but then you got like almost you no only, characters. I think you got like two or three yeah. characters and then you could, and then you kind of bought characters, yeah. but it was an interesting model and it worked out for Microsoft. If, if you were somebody that, you know, wanted to pinch your pennies and find out if you liked the game, it was a great business model. Well, that's the thing. It's like, it's kind of back to that old, old, uh, school, like demo model. And like I, when Xbox live first came out, that was a rule. Every game that was on Xbox Live had to have a demo attached to it, in which a lot of dev developers, especially those who were making smaller games, pushed back on. But Microsoft held fast on that. And then when the Xbox One came out, they kind of let that go, but with the exception of Killer Instinct, because it's basically like, here's a free demo of the game. You can kind of play it as much as you want. And then if you want more, if you like it, and you want more characters, yeah. pop in. Uh, yeah, basically, yeah. you unlock the features if you yeah. want the full so it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought it was a neat model. It's it's different, and uh, I you know I think it's kind of neat. Yeah, it's it it for me it's it's kind of that, um, it's like freemium but without all the freemium problems. That's <laughs> that's why it's interesting. Is that yeah. you're not buying an advantage, you're just buying more game, and it starts free. So you buy as much as, much as, as you, you want to play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. so even though this one wasn't developed by Rare, uh, the property still sort of falls under that umbrella with now Microsoft owning Rare. Yeah. Um, the game was, in fact, supervised by Mr. Ken Lop or Clob, Club. Club, <laughs> if, you, if you played Goldeneye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fantastic. Um, so that's cool. I, anything that kind of touches back to the original and the new composer. So I'll, let's go through the composers real quick. Um, a couple rare uh, veterans. We have Graham Norgate, who we've talked about before, Robin Beanland. Um, they did the original. Robin also composed the sequel in 96. Then when we uh, we jumped to 2013 in Double, he Double Helix, we had uh, Mick Gordon, who also composed the Doom, uh, the Wolfenstein soundtracks. So if sure. you're familiar with the sound of that, how it has that sort of like super heavy, little dubstepy, but like very intense over the top rock and roll soundtrack, well, he brought that flair to the Killer Instinct soundtrack. Perfect so. for Killer Instinct, right? Totally yeah. perfect, yeah. <laughs> um, especially if you if you remember the announcer from Killer Instinct and how over the top he was. I know last time I talked about Killer Instinct, you got me you to- You talked <laughs> about the announcer, yeah. Well, you, you got me to do an impression, and do so it again. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, like he's Mick Gordon, the new composer, he's a big fan, so there's a lot of love and return to form with the new soundtrack. So maybe let's go through a bit of the soundtrack here. Um, the song, my, my favorite song in the series that we're going to listen to is the theme song of Spinal. And uh, in the game, the song is called Warlord, which is kind of based around his character. He's a skeleton and he carries a big shield. <laughs> skeleton named Spinal. How about that? And <laughs> genius. Yeah. Genius. I like they, they did their character itself. development in the afternoon. <laughs> like, ah, I'm hungry. It's getting late. Let's yeah, get exactly. we got to go for lunch. <laughs> yeah. What's this guy called? We got to. Name him before we go for lunch. What is he? A skeleton. The guy spinal, with the spine. Let's go. What's his? <laughs> it's bones or spinal. Pick one. Mr. Bones. 
So he's got a big sword and a big shield. He's loosely based off the skeletons from Jason and the Argonauts. If anyone remembers that film, uh, there's like an army of skeletons. They all have these, they're kind of like dead, like Roman gladiators. They have these big shields and swords. That's what Scott, uh, Spinal was originally based off of. Spinal's coming back to me now because he's literally like the only character I ever played in Killer is Instinct. That, so. Is that because he's like sort of Be- loosely based because around? Because of the whole Jason the Argonauts thing. I didn't know he was actually loosely based on it, okay. but I pro- that's the reason I picked that character character uh, specifically i thought maybe you love that movie i don't love the movie but i'm a big i'm an animator right so i'm a big oh, fan yeah. of harryhausen yeah and uh and the stop, you know, motion, and the stop animation. motion animation so that's where that specifically came from i've got a tangent about killer instinct but i'll get into that later <laughs> i thought you might have been a fan of spinal because um him being like this this type of character his background is sort of loosely based around vikings and pirates and does he not have a <laughs> shield with a skull on it as oh, well yeah, yeah absolutely does. that's the best part <laughs> there like we go me, there having, me having a shield with a picture of my face on it that's what i want <laughs> That's great. Well, (laughs) that is very funny. So, uh, Spinal's theme, I like it a lot. Um, Going through the entire series, with uh, the exception of one game, it's been pretty much the same theme evolved. On the N64, or you could say the, uh, the, the second arcade game, the theme song was very much like you could you could guess oh that has to be spinal song it sounds like it but it's better it's like a xylophone with bones in oh it yeah or something. tons of <laughs> tons of that tons of that um but uh if you go look at the game boy soundtrack the super nintendo soundtrack or the first arcade and then the new version it's all the same song but evolved so i'm going to focus on those songs because they're essentially the same song so we're not hearing the 64 one. we're going to skip that one okay uh killer instinct 2 or killer instinct gold on n64 we'll skip that um i'm also not going to play the game boy one either because i want to i i decided to mash the two songs together so i actually have the first song that actually ever came out, which wasn't the Game Boy. Um, it was the Super Nintendo, the first one, and then the last one. And we're gonna bridge through those two in a single song. And one one thing I wanna bring up about the newest version of Spinal's theme is that uh, it was a it was probably one of the biggest productions that, um, that the studio had ever gone through to create a song for the soundtrack. Um, it was, uh, I'm gonna quote the composer Mick from his Twitter feed. He said that it was, uh, Spinal's theme in particular was a global effort that combined the talents of 20 people across five countries and it took them five months to put the song together. And a big part of that is because they actually got a choir. So um, they, they're called the Spinal Choir, we'll, we'll call them. <laughs> um, it consisted of 13 men singing in Swedish. Now the coolest part about this is that the the lyrics were were written as a Swedish resurrection chant to summon Spinal from the dead. So when you when we get to the end of the song, that's crazy, and you hear the chanting, think put put this picture in your head um, that it's a community of people that are being destroyed in a battle in a war, and they're chanting this this um, resurrection chant to summon Spinal from the dead to come and like guide them into, into battle. Like we need your help, we're dying, come and save us. So you'll hear it all in its original language in, in, in Swedish, um, but I actually put it through Google Translator and with the help of a bunch of commenters on YouTube who know the language, um, it somewhat translates to, uh, I'll, go through the, I'll go through the lyrics here. Uh, King and Lord, emperor and ruler, body of bones without a heart, baptized in blood, soulless. Cattle on the run, the enemy is burning our ground, rattling with swords and hitting our shields, ready to slay us. We beg you, Spinal, leave your body and become our chief. Take your weapon, give us the strength in this battle. Save us, save us, mighty God. Spinal, rise, <laughs> Spinal, king. <laughs> that, that's some pretty oh, wow. emo poetry right so, there. <laughs> emo I, poetry. I, 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 ha- <laughs> I have to it's lay fun, down. I like it. I have to put that in context because when you hear the song, It'll send chills through your bones. Through your spine. So let's listen to the evolution of Spinal's theme from Killer Instinct.
original. This is the, the this is Killer Cuts version, and it okay. sounds almost identical to the Super Nintendo version. So, but it's like a more instrument. Like, it's so, obviously not. Yeah, the difference between Killer Cuts and the original was uh, Killer Cuts was obviously uncompressed, um, and it had a little bit more layers to it. It had, in some cases, lyrics. Um, oh, okay. Like in Spinal's theme, you'll hear a lot more laughing and cackling. And I should say that Spinal's laugh is probably my favorite laugh in any video game. He's got an amazing <laughs> cackle. Perfect for a skeleton. Yes. Yeah. And it works well. With is that the one in the song? That's the one you're hearing okay. that you heard play in the song that's over awesome. and over again, play throughout the song. <laughs> now, if we're, if we're going to, I should mention one other thing that there's a little bit of an Easter egg, which is funny because last week all I talked about was Easter eggs and Easter's and still on its way. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I guess I, I guessing that the day that this uh, episode is going to air is going to be on Easter, Easter Monday, too. Yeah, so right. it's worth mentioning that to the, the way that I bridged the original spinal theme to the new spinal theme was with an Easter egg. If you actually are playing in spinals level and his theme song is playing, and this goes for most characters in the game. If you sit idly not fight in killer instinct for 30 seconds, the music will change. It'll go from its modern version and it will revert to like a remixed version of the original. Hmm. So this is in the new game. So in the new killer instinct. Oh, that's so, cool. So all I'm saying was, I used that section of the Easter egg to bridge the gap between the old spinal theme and the new spinal theme. So there's like a 10 seconds spot right in the middle of that song where it actually plays the remixed original version. So you kind of have three versions of the song, but they're all the same song. Very cool. So <laughs> did they put spinals cackling into the new version of his song too? It plays in the song. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And when, <laughs> and, and so to differentiate between, um, him fighting and the music playing, he has different versions of cackles. So when he's <laughs> fighting, he'll uh, he'll cackle in different ways because a lot of his moves are based around doing things and he laughs at you while he's doing it. It's kind of funny to imagine like they're hearing the music while they're fighting. So they're like, <laughs> yeah. how are you laughing there? But yeah. also we're fighting and you're like, <laughs> it's just he's part just of a his mirthful guy and he laughs a lot. <laughs> he's so. a warlord. So this is part of his like mental, mental uh, war games that he's playing <laughs> with his opponent. Fair enough. Um, one last musical feature I want to talk about with the new Killer Instinct. This is probably one of the most interesting parts that made me want to choose this theme song. There's a particular instrument that they used in the new theme song. There's this instrument called the Kangling. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. Kangling. Nope. Kangling. Not heard I think that it one. might might be called the Kangle. Kangling. Um, it's a Tibetan flute that's made out of a human femur. So they literally used a bone made from a human being <laughs> as an song. instrument in the song for Spinal's, <laughs> Spinal's theme song. That's pretty awesome. It I doesn't think. get any more badass I, than that. I'm pretty sure I saw them play that instrument in the movie Army of Darkness. Okay. I, I don't did, know if anyone... I, no. Uh, no, no Army of Darkness fans here. No, Evil but maybe Dead. in the audience. No, I yeah. Know. Well, I mean, speaking of Spinal and Harryhausen and uh, animated skeletons in general, Army of Darkness is a big one for that. It features an army of animated skeletons in very much a spinal Harryhausen kind of way. Yeah. And at one point there is this marching scene where they're actually like playing a skeleton song as they march and you see them like playing bone flutes and playing their bone xylophones. It's all very classic. Okay. Skeleton. What you would kind expect. Of totally what you'd expect from a skeleton mm. band. That's hilarious. And I do have one tangent. I'm just going to go on very, very quick. Just about Let's Killer Instinct. My only touch point with the Killer, In Killer Instinct series is that I didn't play it when it came out. Wasn't a Super Nintendo guy, but in high school, I took, I took uh, biology for a day and I dropped out of biology <laughs> because there was another course being offered that I really, really wanted and it was called TV production. And it was oh. basically all of my friends were taking it. Yeah. There was, they were like the only people in the class and basically it was like, come take this class. All we're going to do is make movies and that's it. Like that's the whole class. That's so awesome. Like, that's so way I'm better like, than biology. So long biology. Yeah, exactly. And I left that and we, and what we had for this class is like, it was maybe six people in this whole class. And there was a little dedicated room in the high school, which was the editing room. It was just a tiny little hole in the wall room. It was just that's a blank you door. A cool, you went to a cool high school. I actually went to the Alberta high school for the fine arts. Oh, so. that's why. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> but this door in the wall was pretty nondescript. Didn't say it was an editing room or anything like that. And we just had like a poster hanging in the window. It was like a star Wars poster. It's the only way you could tell what this <laughs> <course>. room was. <laughs> and it was this little room. We had like, uh, the editing machine was in there. 
but we also had a little CRT TV in there and we brought in an NES and a Super NES. So when we were editing or doing anything like you could play, we basically would keep games of Mario 3 on pause all day. So when you'd, you'd have a class, <laughs> yeah. you'd leave your class, you'd come back, you'd play some Mario 3 and you'd go. But we also had a copy of Killer Instinct. So that's where I played oh, there you go. Killer Instinct with Spinal. That was my only experience <laughs> with that. But I have very, very fond memories of that. So. I, I have a, a quick little story I'll add to that uh, if we're going to talk about our first time playing it. Um, so uh, the game came out in the cold winter one year. I believe it was uh, around my sister's birthday. And I rented it for the first time, playing it with my cousin. And my sister, like I said, it was around her birthday. She was actually having a birthday party. And uh, all her female friends came over. I was probably... 12, my sister was probably 10 and my cousin came over to sort of like keep me sane. So we'd go <laughs> in my room, we'd lock the door, we'd play this game for the first time. Then it turned out that uh, it turned into one of the worst snowstorms of like the century in where I lived. And so all the girls at my sister's birthday party were forced to stay at her house for the weekend. Oh man. So I had um, a room, so like 12 year old a, Jordan a, a was house, like, <laughs> I had a house full of 10 year old girls running around screaming, driving me nuts. Yeah. And my only like sanctuary was my bedroom with my cousin playing killer instinct all weekend long. So, so killer instinct kept you sane. It yeah, did. That's, that's why you love this game. Oh yeah. <laughs> you owe your sanity to killer instinct. <laughs> when I hear spinals laugh, I think about how insane I was going listening to all those screaming girls. Yeah. The only one last point I want to put on killer instinct or just the music we heard. Um, Really reminds me of God of War stuff. Yeah, uh, just especially the chant. Yeah, it was like, oh yeah, that's well that's the chant, some... and it very much feels like you're inspired to go into the battlefield. Exactly, and, and start so killing. it makes sense. It's the same sort of thematic, uh, yeah. you know, evo evocation they're trying to get there. So yeah, very cool. Anyway, Aaron, what do you have for this this week? What do I have? Well, you guys are gonna be totally surprised by this Zelda again. Because no, no, <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna talk about pirates. <laughs> why, why the hell not, right? Of course. Uh, and also, you know, I'm going to keep this a little short and sweet just because this is a series that I love and I've talked about before. So, you know, I'm not going to run through all the facts of the series. I'll give you the basics. We're talking about Monkey Island 2 again. Which, which Sorry. I, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you know, we've, all, we've all retreaded ground, yeah, right? And yeah. I, I want to retread Island, this, this ground. This is Mario Kart 8. Yeah. Exactly. Because I've said before that this is my favorite video game soundtrack of all time. This is it. So, you know, I can cover a few different songs here. Sure. I'm not going to be apologetic for it. <laughs> so anyway, Monkey Island 2. Let's get the very, very basics out of the way. Of course, this is a little bit of a rehash. Monkey Island 2 originally came out in 1991. It was a LucasArts adventure title. So LucasArts set itself apart from the other adventure game um, makers of the time, like Sierra, by being not bonking you over the head every time you did something wrong. And Sierra, you would, you know, look in the wrong thing and you would die. But LucasArts wanted to not punish the player for, you know, exploring and I trying have like things. A, I have like a mental like blockade of like when I see the Sierra logo, that's what I think of. I think of like punishment. Like I remember not <laughs> liking those games because like every time I see that like pyramid, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's totally negative reinforcement yeah. is what it is. Is because you play you play a Sierra game and like you enter the first screen, the first thing you do usually kills you. Yeah, and it's kind of like okay, well, this well, is what I'm in for. I'm not, I, I don't want to yeah. play anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the great thing about LucasArts, they said, you know, we don't want to be able to create no win states, and we don't want to keep beating the player over the head. So we're going to make it fun. You know, you don't die. There are like especially the Monkey Island series, almost there are very, yeah. yes, almost impossible. There are very, very limited ways to die. And one of those ways is, of course, one of Guybrush Threepwood, the main antagonist or protagonist of the series, is his great power is that he can hold his breath for 10 minutes. Yeah, I, so, remember, I remember this. Yeah, yeah, I think you've told this story, right, but yeah, yeah anyway, us. so anyway, like the only way he could die there is uh, if he, there's a part where you get tied to a rock and thrown off a dock. So you're underwater and Basically, you have to solve a puzzle while you're down there walking around underwater, which is pretty ridiculous because uh, you can do that forever. But if you take too long, he eventually does die. But if you're stuck on that puzzle for 10 minutes, you're really bad at puzzle games. So, <laughs> ten, so if, you're, if, if like, you stay underwater like 10 minutes in one second, literally 10 minutes, <laughs> like you, you die. Is there, a, then, is there a 10 minute timer or there's no the, timer? So, so you have to remember that part of the story that he said. I can hold my breath for 10 minutes and assume that if you take too long, you could die. Well, basically the whole, I can hold my breath for 10 minutes was just a lame excuse to 
you know, basically say, Allowing well, why isn't he drowning at this point yeah. 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 in the game? And, you know, most people who played the game never actually drowned Does because it? that whole section is fairly quick. Yeah. So, you know, most people wouldn't even realize that. Yeah. Speaking of neuristics, does it play that like... It's I know it does, but the You're that Sonic the music like the most stressful sound in the world that gets my heart pounding right now. I thinking know. of that underwater <laughs> Sonic stuff, but no, the, like Monkey Island was very laid back. There was another part in the game where you could accidentally fall off a cliff and you would think you were dead, and it would even come up with a little Sierra like "You are dead" screen. And then, you know, you would bounce back up and land back on top of the cliff and Guybrush would give some excuse about, oh, there's a rubber tree down there. And, you know, <laughs> Trampoline and you, would, you would go on your merry way. So anyway, the original game, like I said, 1991, and there was a special edition of this game in 2010 where they took all of that music and they re-recorded it with live instruments and it was beautifully done. It was like a great tribute to the original soundtrack. Totally, totally... You know, it was it was the same. They didn't like mess with it. They just took that great music from the original and they re-recorded it in a very faithful manner, and it turned out awesome. So my my favorite video game soundtrack is also just an awesome soundtrack in general. And uh, you have so, a favorite version? Favorite version yeah, of it? Of like you mean between the, like the the original or the new? I have the nostalgic factor towards the original, but the new, like I said, was so faithful to the original that I have to give it, I have to bump it above it okay. because it's basically, it's the perfect version of what was already good. Yeah. So, and, and so that was the thing about finding this whole evolution thing is that at the very beginning of the game, after it plays the logo and the Monkey Island theme, the music then transitions into a beach scene where you see Guybrush, he's sitting on the beach with two pirates and he's telling the story of Monkey Island 1 to them and how he's a great hero and they're totally sick of the story and they hate hearing it. But there's this little sort of like intro song that was just like this whistling kind of thing. And I remember listening to this, I had back then, either when you were playing a game on PC, you had like a ton of different sound options. Like obviously if you didn't have a sound card and sound cards were fairly new at the time, you'd get the PC speaker stuff. So it's just coming out of like the internal PC speaker. It's really, really harsh yeah, the same beeps. the same yeah. sound like what it was like error beeps would yeah, come error out beeps. of and then they tried to create to, music to make music out of it. Yeah. 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 So it's basically beeps and sometimes weird clicks. Yeah. And like that was your game soundtrack. Yeah. But uh, then sound blasters became a thing, or sound cards became a thing. And then you had other options. And there were a lot of different sound blasters or sound cards on the market. And they all had a slightly different sound. They used different instrumentation. They all were a little different. And I had the the uh, Sound Blaster. That was like the gold standard. That was the gold standard, yeah. Sound Blaster, yeah. And uh, there were others, like there was like a Roland sound card. And when I was looking for this version of the song to play in the podcast, uh, I wanted the version that I remembered. The Sound Blaster I, the version. The Sound Blaster version. Yeah. Which was almost impossible to find. Like I had a really, really hard time tracking it down. Find it? And I found so many different versions from other sound cards, but I'm like, no, I can't use this. This isn't what I remember. <laughs> this is unusable. <laughs> I even found the PC speaker version. Oh my which God. Which was funny, but you know, yeah. it's not what it's again, not, not I wanted that. Not I wanted that version that I wanted yeah. to to remember. And I eventually found an IBM ad lib version of it. Um, that somebody had ripped into a full soundtrack and I had to like yank it out of that and convert it to something that could actually be used. But the ad lib was very, very close to the Sound Blaster version, close enough that this was the version I remember. So very good. That's what we're going to hear. We're going to hear the PC ad lib version of the, what it would, would you, I even call this song? It's basically the beach from Monkey Island 2. And then after that, we will hear the remastered version from the HD remix of Monkey Island from 2010.
song it's it's quite simple this is the sound blaster sound blaster version and then when you hear the remix they've actually taken that main tune and they did it with whistling which works great it sounds awesome sounds like whistling yeah yeah maybe it was always intended to be whistling but you would never really pick that up from the the way it was originally it's like that keyboard casio keyboard whistling like when you press like number 72 is whistling and then yeah Totally. <laughs> well, I wonder how closely they had ties with the original team or the original composer. Do you know anything about that? If they worked together or if they had any of that information or if I'm, they... Well, of course, as we know, LucasArts kind of was scattered to the wind after it was uh, shut down. And I don't think that the original team was involved almost in any way okay. regarding the, the remake. Um, they may have contacted them for like specific purposes. They may have gone back and seen if they had any of the original art assets. Those might have been in the LucasArts archives because I think what they did for a lot of like the backgrounds, which were hand painted in the original, but really, really pixelated, obviously because of the uh, VGA limitations of the time, uh, they had the HD versions were almost like the original paintings, the way wow. they were originally painted. So they may have actually gone back and grabbed the original art assets. Now, they might not have had to contact anyone to do that because they were probably just in... LucasArts archives, which are owned by Disney now. Yeah. So maybe uh, the new composer just called the old guy and be like, <laughs> you were trying to do whistling, right? He's like, yeah. He's like, well, all right, thanks. What I do know <laughs> about this is like, like I said, the instrumentation um, was different between all the different versions. And when they actually recorded this soundtrack for the original um, version in 1991, they played it live on like actually on a keyboard. So they actually had it being played like in real time. Yeah, they recorded it live. They recorded it live essentially. So it lent itself to the sort of like jazzy freeform natural kind of sound to the soundtrack. So they probably had a lot of really good reference from what it was supposed to sound like, not just from like this soundtrack, the other versions, but what the composer actually originally recorded for it. That's cool. That's really cool. But yeah, the remake is fantastic. It's oh, just, it it's like, it, like you said, it's just, it's exactly what you would want it to be. It's yeah. like, you took the song and you didn't add too much to it. You just made it, you made it how it was originally meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that whole, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was, was, they didn't take a lot of extra liberties. They tried to stay as, as true to the original as they could. Yeah. And the great thing is, is that it's almost like you don't even notice that it's different in a way. It's, it's exactly the way it was sort of meant to be. And how it's it that was whole, originally that whole, intended. Yeah, yeah. It's that whole graphical thing where it's like, you know, you, you see something or, and then, you know, time passes and in your head, that thing was a certain way. I mean, yeah, we talk about it, this all like, the time. Oh, that's, you know, that's with not HD exactly what I remembered it stuff, with yeah. HD remakes. Yeah. And this, the remix version of the soundtrack is basically like, that's what I heard in my head as a yeah. kid. That's what it, 
that's what that soundtrack was. Yeah, it's perfectly analogous to what you just talked about with the painted backgrounds, right? Yeah. It's like you saw, you knew that there was this beautiful art behind there, but the the technical limitations of the time didn't allow you to see it. And yeah. now it's like, oh, there it is, and it's full HD glory. So that's and that's great. yeah, that's a perfect way to put that too. Is yeah. that's exactly it? And because when you hear the song and you hear like sort of like the like the clarinet and the way it goes and the and the trumpet and everything like yeah, that, it's and fantastic. Just, and the way it's actually played is is really well done. So. Um, you know, I'm never never going to say enough things about the Monkey Island 2 <laughs> soundtrack. So. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, so I guess that's on to me now. And uh, I, uh, I'm i not technically retreading ground, I think, for myself, really, but uh, we're going to a, a perfect, beautiful standby, which is the Super Mario series. So um, what, uh, what I'm talking about is the evolution of what people online call the Yoshi drums, if you will. Which is, if you ever played uh, Super Mario World, uh, which is the first game in which this phenomenon appeared, is you're playing a, playing away in the first level and you're having a great time and then Yoshi pops out of his egg and you hop on and all of a sudden the music changes and you get some added drums. Then you and, punch uh, him in the back of the head and he <laughs> sticks out his tongue. <laughs> yeah. But and is Yoshi playing those drums? Is that what we're supposed to think? I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, this is, this is Yoshi's theme, yeah. basically. So... Um, so uh, the two games I'm going to talk about actually are uh, Super Mario World, my personal favorite Mario, and uh, the new Super Mario Bros. U, which is like kind of the newest iteration of that classic Mario style. Um, so yeah, like I said, uh, the Yoshi drums first appeared in Super Mario World. Um, it, it's So Yoshi has only appeared as a quote-unquote rideable character uh, in a few games. He's been in a ton of games, but um, it was Super Mario World, uh, Sunshine, Galaxy 2, uh, like the second Galaxy, um, New Super Mario Bros. Wii, and New Super Mario Bros. U. So we're kind of doing the first and the last in which this phenomenon appears. So in Super Mario World, you get the Yoshi drums. I would call them more like congas or bongos. Mm. Um, it's kind of the sound that it imparts to me. Of course, it's, you know, SNES sound chip, so it's yeah. not, you can't be 100% certain. But, but I think that's the impression that everybody got. Yeah, and... Um, I just, I remember that, you know, what I described before, the first time just hopping on Yoshi and going like, oh, what's that? <laughs> like, it just like, it kind of, you know, it was just like this, the whole game itself was amazing, but like just that, just having that extra sound all of a sudden was like, oh, this is cool. I like, I like this like other version of the song. So um, I like all of them. I like the athletic one. I like the underwater one and I like the underground one. All of them are great. So, uh, so, sorry, do the Yoshi bongos, they come into effect any level that Yoshi's in? Anytime, yeah. Any, anywhere you can ride Yoshi, uh, yeah, the bongos or the drums are, are there. So they, I, they modify whatever song you're listening to. I always, I always recognize that they were there, but it must have blended in so well to the background that I don't remember it being in like anything but the main levels, like yeah. the water level. I can't picture it. Yeah, I know. But then when you listen to it, you're like, that's great. And yeah. actually, um, I wasn't going to bring this up, but just on a, like a fun little tangent in super Mario maker, Yoshi can go places that he never could go originally like the ghost house and the castle. Yeah. Uh, and they actually added the Yoshi drums to oh. those, hmm. uh, to that music for those levels. Yeah. So like we have like this, these new Yoshi oh, yeah. drum songs that were never in there before. It would have been Bowser's castle as well. Yoshi, they always said like he was too scared to yeah, go into the Yeah, he's scared of the ghosts. He's yeah. scared of the ghost houses, which is like, that was the official thing line in the manual. Yeah. He won't go in the ghost house because he's scared of ghosts. It was probably just some programming difficulty that they couldn't get him. In. <laughs> well, or he broke the puzzles, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So, that too. Um, so that's why they, they kept him out of there. So yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I'm pretty sure that in Mario Maker, I built a ghost house that required Yoshi. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. So you heard the Yoshi ghost <laughs> yeah. house drums. But uh, so yeah, let's listen. Uh, the overworld for me is, you know, where it all started. So let's listen to the, uh, so I have, you have just the pure overworld music and then you get for one loop and then you get the Yoshi drums for a loop. So let's listen to that. <laughs> Thank you. 
guys love like uh, Mario 2, Mario 3, but man, I just love World so much. It <laughs> <laughs> just like just hearing this music just makes me so happy. It is a great game. It's a it's it's a perfect game for its time. Yeah, but I just have memories. Different yeah, memories attached thing, right? to yeah, it's, three. It's just nostalgia, but and it's me for me. Like I probably would have those memories attached again. Genesis kid, so yeah, yeah. You know. yeah. One of um one of my favorite memories attached to Super Mario World is uh, I played it before I ever had a Super Nintendo, and then one year at my cabin, I had uh, a cousin come out and they brought their Nintendo collection. They put out a pile of games. One of those games was Yoshi on Nintendo. Yeah, and I was like, what? They put out Super Mario World on regular <laughs> Nintendo because it had Yoshi, right? So yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. when I waited for everybody to leave so I could finally get my turn to play. And then I was like, I'm going to play Super Mario World on regular Nintendo. So I put in Yoshi, was <laughs> extremely disappointed. Yeah, you're like, what is this? What is this? <laughs> yeah. And realized it's it not. a puzzle game, right? Yeah. And yeah, I we've, actually, brought, we've talked about it before. And I do love that game now. Yeah. But I had a really bad introduction to it, thinking yeah. I was going to get the Super <laughs> Nintendo experience on Nintendo. Yeah. So that's actually that's a funny idea, like to go backwards through like I time thought, like that, right? Because yeah. they brought everything forwards in yeah. the in the All Stars collection. But yeah, to actually take World and try and put it in the NES graphics. I don't know what I was like thinking. That. I was you know super young, but yeah. in my head I'm like it must be like an 8-bit version of Super Mario World. <laughs> well, I think, I, you know, I can't think of any specific examples, but I'm sure I've seen that done where people will, like, take a game, dumb it down, and then, like, actually produce a cartridge for the NES. Oh, yeah, I'm game. sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure, like, there's repros of stuff like that for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, so to go on to the the next song, so um, they did something kind of different uh, for Super Mario Bros. U, which is they have, uh, there's baby Yoshis in there. So when you first get Yoshi, sometimes... Um, it's like a little baby one and you carry him in front of you. And then uh, his power power up is like when you jump and like, I don't know how you activate it, but I think so you like shake, button. shake the remote. Probably. Yeah. Uh, but he becomes like a big uh, balloon. Yeah. So he you can kind of float with him. Yeah. So how the music changes with the baby Yoshi is different than how it changes with the full sized Yoshi. Ah. So with the baby Yoshi, they sing to the music. Oh, cool. So you get like these baby Yoshi harmonies <laughs> behind the music. And do they, um, do they build with the amount of Yoshis on the screen? I think they, uh, I don't think so. I think it's just okay. always well, that like would be a great, like, but that would be like very cool. Full yeah. With full of four, four people, rosters, like, yeah. And everyone has a baby Yoshi and everyone plays like a harmonizing <laughs> a choir of yep. Yoshis. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, it's funny because like I like it, but one of the top comments on the videos I was going through YouTube is like the worst thing about this game is the baby Yoshi singing. <laughs> so you guys, you guys can judge for yourself. And then uh, the sound of Yoshi, um, they got away from like drums or congas or bongos. And now it's like a um, it's kind of a Brazilian kind of samba music vibe with Yoshi where you get like a shaker or like a snare sound. And then you also get the sound of the uh, quica, uh, which is. I, you'll know it once you hear it. And I got a little funny story in here. Actually, you know what? I'll add it in after the, after we listen to it. But anyway, listen to, uh, so we have play music. Then we have baby Yoshi singing music. And then we have full size Yoshi Brazilian remix music. So wow. <laughs> listen to that. Thank you. 
about the singing enemies no but i we should bring that up too so okay. yeah no now that you say it, yeah that was actually that was all the way back to new super mario bros on the ds yeah and i remember when i figured that out because they danced too they yeah, danced they, they turned yeah and then they also sing so and if you know the song you can anticipate exactly you can anticipate their movement yeah, yeah it's fantastic and that was it. that was like that was uh, sort of a design choice by the i don't know if it was koji kondo or whoever composed for the game but yeah they wanted that to be sort of an extra layer of the enemy AI. Yeah. Which I think, you know, that was fantastic when it was introduced on the DS. Yeah. And that was fun back then. But I totally think that this song and that has uh, sort of overstayed its welcome. I want them to go back to the classic Mario Brothers theme. Oh, okay. Yeah. I it, want they that kinda, back. They, well, yeah, there was like the, there was that line in the sand of like the new Super Mario Bros. Yeah. And then that kind of moved forward. And, and in some of that. the games, they have like the old stuff like hidden in different yeah. levels or in bonus stages and stuff like that. But, but yeah, that, we kind of like, lost this the new Super theme. Mario Brothers theme, which is sort of like the standard theme is, mm -hmm. is in every new Super Mario Brothers game since then. It's sort of the theme now. Yeah. And it's, I mean, let's admit it's not as strong as the original Koji Kondo Mario Brothers theme. But can you, can you ever match it? <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> I will say after hearing the, uh, the singing Yoshis though, that that was, uh, that I, I'm on, I'm in favor of it. I'm on you're, the other side you're of the on fence. The, oh, you're on my side. I'm of on the your side of the fence. I, <laughs> I like agree. It. It's not a bad thing. It's a little cute and endearing. I can yeah. see myself getting sick of it. You can see after like eight worlds of it though. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. But Depends I think how much for how, baby Yoshi there for is. how little baby Yoshi I, I played with, I think I like it. Yeah. But I like it. I don't know. It's it's funny. It, and it's and it's it's just it's kind of an interesting mix up. And so um, to talk about some of the other games. So in Sunshine, it's in there and it's more traditional drum state. But the thing is, I like Sunshine. I think it's a good game. It's, Who doesn't like Sunshine? Sunshine's uh, awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I love it. But I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm not, some, I'm not, some people. Yeah. I know some people did like. You, did you play it all the way through? No. But yeah. I mean, I don't hate it. <laughs> Opinion and <invalid>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I also didn't play through the one we just listened to, yeah. so I yeah. shouldn't comment on that either. Then, <laughs> <laughs> but um, the thing about it is, I loved it at the time, and I still remember the game fondly, and, and I've played it since and, and liked it. But when I was just listening to the music, the synthesized. Um, like drum sound or conga sound that they use is like grating. It's hard oh, to really? listen to. Yeah, like the reg, especially in the Delfino Plaza theme, which is where it's like most prominent. Um, just the traditional Delfino Plaza theme, I like. And then you like throw these drums on, and it was just the level was too high. It's like uh. with the Yoshi stuff, it's kind of more in the background. It's kind of you know, it's subtle, which yeah. is what makes it cool. Uh, whereas like 
with that one, it's just like maybe right it was in your like face. an afterthought. It's like they've forgotten. It's like, oh damn, we gotta get this in there, and they just slap <laughs> something in there. Yeah, maybe like, they're like, we put this in every eleven. Yeah. We we put this in every Yoshi game, but nobody's noticed it yet. Yeah, so yeah. let's make it super obvious this yeah, time. Yeah, and then in the Galaxy Two, it's just it's barely in there. Like mm. it's 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 for a short period. You don't. There's not too many Yoshi levels, and so. It's just it wasn't significant enough for me to throw in. Kind of yeah, thing. which is too bad. I mean, actually, I, I quite I liked the way Yoshi was implemented in Galaxy Two. I thought that was the best implementation of Yoshi in a 3D game. Like they actually pulled it off quite well. He did. He. Yeah. I really liked him in Mario 64. Actually, if you remember his role in that game. <laughs> he, yeah, he was awesome in that. Well, he yeah. gave you a hundred a hundred lives. <laughs> yeah, but like after you'd done everything, after you so know. why would you need all those lives? <laughs> but he was so good for that one moment. Actually, <laughs> Steph was asking me. She's like. Wasn't he in 64? And I was like, well, technically, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, he was an Easter egg. Yeah. And on the note of uh, the, like you he said, Yoshi about, egg. <laughs> you said like the synthesized drums in Sunshine were terrible. Yeah. But of course, like the singing Yoshi's in uh, the version we just listened to is a very synthesized sound. Of course, as well. yeah. But I like it because of that. Well, and I don't like it's not as grating, yeah. which is why I include it instead of the Sunshine one. My, in my original intention was to do World and Sunshine. And then I went back and listened to it. I was like, I'm not even going to subject you guys to that. Like, I don't <laughs> like it. Like, it's not nice. But um, so the the other story I was about to mention and then didn't is um, the so this Brazilian kind of change up for Yoshi is that that Quica sound uh, that I was talking about. I was like, what is that instrument called? Because I knew the sound of like, I've heard that in music before. And I'm like, what what does that sound like? And I was like, kind of sounds like a monkey. Like a, like a, monkey, a like choking. And it is or like, you go to the orchestra like and you see them playing that monkey all the time. They like squeeze it and it makes that noise. So I typed into Google instrument that sounds like a monkey and it came up with the right answer. And I'm like, Google is the greatest tool <laughs> of the 21st century. Like you, that blue. Well, did you try searching in Bing though? Cause you, you know, I'm just saying maybe Bing is just as good. No way. Okay. But yeah, you didn't I try just, Yahoo answers. Cause that's, you know, no. ask Jeeves. You're going to some garbage there. <laughs> ask Jeeves. <laughs> but yeah, I just had to put that tangent in there just cause like that blew my mind that the first <laughs> thing I Googled was uh, w music that sound or instrument that sounds like a monkey and the <laughs> quicker came up and I was yeah. like, Oh my God, that's, that's like, They nailed it. That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the only thing I'll say is I don't actually love that change. I don't love that they went from the classic bongos to this kind of Brazilian thing. It's cool that it, it did evolve and it did change, but, and that we have like two versions now. we have the baby Yoshi and the full size Yoshi, but I just kind of wish they had kept it as the bongos. Cause mm. I love that super Mario yeah. world one, the best. <laughs> but it's, it's, you know, it's totally rose colored nostalgia glasses. So. Well, now Nintendo can't do this because they listen to the podcast and they, you know, we don't want to, they don't want to think that we, <laughs> they don't want to offend us. Got the idea from us. No, like the thing is that we came up with it first. So they, you know, they don't want to get sued. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Nintendo's afraid of that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the other way around. But anyway, <laughs> uh, just glaze over that in case anyone from Nintendo is actually listening. That would <laughs> actually, I would be honored if somebody like <laughs> handed us like a, like a cease and desist. A cease and desist. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, they oh, listen. I get this frame to put on my wall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But uh, anyway, do you guys think Yoshi will be in the new Mario game Odyssey? Oh, in or Odyssey. Do we know already? I, I'm, you know, I'm going to guess I don't think he was not in a trailer. as a rideable character. Okay. He might be in it, but I'm going to guess not as I'm going to guess that he will be, but kind of similar to Galaxy 2, where it's like kind of a cameo. Mm. He's yeah. going to get he's going to get one level or like one part of one level. Was it a cameo in Galaxy 2? Like he was well, right there on the cover. Yeah, 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 but it's just like there wasn't a ton of levels that you played him in. Like, you know, that's that's all I mean by cameo. It's not yeah. that not that you can't that not that he's a part of the game, but just that he uh I feel like he it's came, not he doesn't take up a huge part of the game. He came up about as often as some of the particular hats came up, right? Like some levels yeah. were designed for yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. And you needed He's no him shoe. Well, no. <laughs> there <laughs> is, though. That's a great shoe. There, <laughs> um, he needed him to beat the levels. So there were mandatory Yoshi levels. It wasn't like other games where Yoshi is more like a bonus item that you can use if you want. He became more of a mandatory thing. Yeah. Well, he was like a he was a puzzle tool. So yeah. And it, he uh, his tongue was like a um, like grappling a hook. Grappling yeah, hook. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So he was kind of used differently. Yeah. Which was cool. Yeah. So anyway. So yeah, that's it for uh, for our picks this week. Um, and uh, now we have to talk about the contest. So last time we put in. I always want to say point at me. I don't know. Super hexagon. <laughs> Super hexagon. Okay. I keep wanting yeah. to say geometry wars and I'm like, it's not geometry wars. What is it? It's like geometry wars, but it's super hexagon. Yes. The puzzle game. Cause that, we talked about yeah, it. The, the, the puzzle game that lasts a few seconds. That's yes, what we, the hardest, the hardest game of all time. Uh, super hexagon. And then, um, 
because I know I don't even have to ask. None of us are playing anything else but Zelda. <laughs> so I, 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 no. Oh really? I, I started. Okay. I started. Oh, one, yeah, you did. But I'm not going to talk about it because there's potential for it to be my topic for next week. So oh, perfect. I'm okay, gonna, we'll I'm save wait. it for next week. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we are going to include uh, Monkey Island remake. HD and remake. why Monkey wouldn't you? The music HD is remake. so good. Yeah, we're gonna and. Uh, is there, um, I was just looking briefly at the game, is there a switch where you can go new yes. old? Yes, you oh, can perfect. absolutely at any time, at any point in the game, push a button and it will swap between the old graphics and the new graphics. So there you go. So if you want to play Aaron's favorite game of all time, yeah. that's that's in the giveaway now. So uh, he'll, he'll love you forever if you pick it. Yeah. <laughs> and if you win, if you pick it. So to uh, win that uh, one of those two games and the one more that we add in next week, maybe Jordan's, um, all you got to do is interact with us on Twitter in any way. And that Twitter name is the same as the podcast you are listening to right now at VGM Generations. So like, share, retweet, uh, reply, subscribe. Tell your grandma. Tell your grandma. Have her retweet and subscribe. Whatever you want. <laughs> Hope your grandma wins. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Your grandma can She's play Super Monkey Island. Uh, but, <laughs> Super um, Monkey Island. Super <laughs> I kind of mixed yeah. Super, monkey, Super Monkey Ball. And Super yeah. Monkey Ball monkey Island. Island. Yeah. <laughs> Monkey Island 2 HD remake. Um, yeah, <laughs> I totally lost my train of thought. That. But uh, yeah, interact with us on Twitter in any way. And for an extra entry, uh, please leave us that review on iTunes or a comment on SoundCloud. Um, so that's it for this week of uh, Music Evolutions. Hope you enjoyed. Thanks for listening. And we will catch you next week for some more evolutions. Music